We are Hope Church Guildford. This is a recent recording from our Sunday morning gathering. We hope you can join us at the Royal Grammar School on Guildford High Street, Sundays at 10am. Enjoy the message. Well, hello everyone. Um, my name's Chris and uh, yeah, I, this morning um, I'm re-preaching to you the message that I shared on Sunday. Unfortunately, we had a, um, a technical issue which meant that the talk wasn't recorded, but uh, so that uh, you can catch up on the talk and uh, prepare for life groups, I thought, all oh, right, I'll re-record it for you. And um, so, yeah, just to let you know that we are carrying on our series in the Gospel of Mark. And on Sunday, what we looked at was the last few verses of chapter 12. And um, as we go into uh, and, and as we as we have been going through uh, this season, we, we trust that actually um, going through different books of the Bible as a church is actually really good because it helps us to preach through the whole counsel of God. It means we're not just making up each week what we're going to preach on actually we're we're speaking through so we prepare in advance many months ago um god knew what we were going to be preaching on this sunday and so it's always challenging isn't it working through the books of the bible and seeing what jesus has to say and today is no different before we get into that though um, i shared a story uh, on sunday which i'll share now and that is that i have two uh, young girls uh, which are great and uh, they, they're really great fun and and my wife and all of them are into Disney princesses we watch a lot of Disney princess movies and one of them is Cinderella and uh, if remind you of the Cinderella story this Cinderella she um, is in a family with mum and dad but unfortunately the mum dies of tragedy and then the dad remarries uh, another woman and she already has two other daughters and then after a little while he dies so now Cinderella is left to be with the wicked stepmom and the two ugly sisters. Now the sisters their whole life is all about show and uh, performance it's all about wearing the right things going to the ball dressing nicely having all the prominence and prestige and status that's kind of what they care about and but yeah at home we find out throughout the story actually they're quite they're mean to Cinderella they don't really seem very nice and on the other hand you've got Cinderella who though has gone through lots of tragic circumstances her heart is is good it's pure she even in the midst of the circumstances she finds herself in she wants to serve and to love and to to give of herself and uh, the prince, in the end, uh, they all end up going to the ball. He sees right through that. He looks at the heart, and even though uh, Cinderella might not have all that the others have, actually, he, he spots her heart, he notices it. And fundamentally, there was the, the difference between them is a difference of heart attitude. And so a good question for all of us to think about is, how is our heart towards the Lord? It's so easy sometimes for religion and Christianity to become all about the show, the prominence, the prestige. And yeah, Jesus, he looks right through that and he encourages instead, come on, it needs to be about loving him, about serving him, about being obedient. Even when no one sees, even when no one's looking, um, it's about it's about that and it's about coming into his presence and trusting him. And all of those things are a matter of 
the heart. And the passage today really is kind of comparing these two different types of groups of people. Disney portray it in the Disney princess story. uh, But in Mark, he talks to us about some things that Jesus noticed. And uh, we enter into these last seven days of Jesus' life. And the whole book of Mark is really is honing down into these last seven days. And Jesus takes a lot of time and care to speak to his disciples about what it means to follow him. And so he, yeah, so Mark records the, this interview and, uh, and I think wants us to compare and contrast the two. So let me read it and then uh, we'll, we'll get into the passage. So it's Mark chapter 12, verse 38 to 44. And it says, as he taught, Jesus said, watch out for the teachers of the law. They like to walk around in flowing robes and be greeted with respect in the marketplaces and have the most important seats in the synagogues and the places of honour at banquets. They devour widows' houses. They, they take from the poor, essentially. And for a show, they make lengthy prayers. These men will be punished most severely. Jesus sat down opposite the place where the offerings were put and he watched the crowd putting their money into the temple treasury. Many rich people came and threw in large amounts, but a poor widow came and put in two very small copper coins with only a few pence. Calling his disciples to him, Jesus said, truly I tell you, this poor widow has put more into the treasury than all the others. They all gave out of their wealth, but she, out of her poverty, put in everything, all she had. All she had to live on. And so we've got this, uh, uh, these, these two key characters, hopefully you can see them coming through, these two different types of heart attitude. And so you've got the, the ugly sisters, they're like, you know, the teachers of the law, the religious elite, the, the ones, I guess, with the hard heart. And, and as we said, like, these are the Jesus' last seven days uh, before he's crucified and then rises again. And he is really, the context of all of this is that there's this kind of false religion. We've heard about this over these last few weeks. There's, it's not true worship. It, it's kind of what looks great on the outside, but actually inside they're, they're dead. They're hard to the things of God. Their heart attitude is actually poor. And Jesus is teaching the disciple, hey, come on, what, this, what really counts? In, in the verses we read, it talks about flowing robes and respect in the marketplaces, important seats, honour at banquets, lengthy prayers. It's all about their piety, their prestige, their position, their status, their honour, the praise, their adulation that they receive from others and the prominence of their position. And no one else seems to call it out, but Jesus does. He sees right through all the show and all the display and all the prominence and and he calls it out. He says, hey, come on, like they, they're not showing the heart attitude. And, and Mark wants to point this out to us by, again, contrasting these two people. What I find really interesting is that Jesus, he sets himself watching watching what they're doing and he's watching what everyone's doing and essentially from the outside they all look like they're doing the same thing you know the crowds are coming in putting in money the widow's coming in putting in money everyone's kind of on the external is doing exactly the same activity so it doesn't look different different i guess from us but and that's the point that jesus is making actually it's all about the heart attitude 
and that's why he takes this time to to teach them. And uh, probably, you know, in the we know that the gospels are really honest about how the disciples feel and how they think throughout this this whole season. It it, it doesn't hide us away from showing us that they don't really get much of what Jesus goes on about. The very next verse into chapter thirteen, you get the disciples saying, "Oh wow, look at this amazing temple! Look how magnificent and majestic it looks! Isn't it amazing?" And then Jesus then takes the next chapter to tell them again. You know, this will in in Matthew talks about how this will be destroyed in three days and then rebuilt again and of course he's talking about himself and and his church and what he's come to do but they, they don't seem to get it and so it looks like mark wants to take pains for us to really think about this contrast in 1 samuel 16 it says man looks at the outward appearance but god looks at the heart it's about so how's our how's our heart attitude how is it so let's just let's just have a look at um, Cinderella then, or the, the widow, the, the ones with soft hearts. And again, the context for this is that she would be very different to the teachers of the law. She she had little, she had no position, she had little status, she had little money, she wouldn't have had the same prominence or any of that. And yet it says, out of her poverty, she put in everything, all that she had to live on. So let's. I want to take those three statements that jesus says right at the end out of her poverty she put in everything so let's just talk about out of her poverty you know what i think is really encouraging about that is that you might not feel like you have much to give you might not feel you might look around you might look at the people that pray look at the people that lead worship look at the people that preach look at the people that i don't know do all sorts of different things maybe teach on kids work or or on youth or on students or on sixth form or whatever it might be and you might feel like i can't match up to that I, I don't have much I can't do that I don't have much well hey this is a good reminder that actually it was it was she didn't have much either and yet it was even in that state she was able to to be included she was included and so you might not have much financially or you might not be the best prayer you might not be the one with the most eloquent gifts you know what it doesn't matter hey isn't this a wonderful message to us to remind us everyone's included everyone's in whatever you have you can you can come and you can give what what you do and what she did jesus honored even out of the little jesus honors her and you know what he can he'll honor you too so easy for us to compare ourselves isn't it to others and it would have been so easy for her to look around to the people to their left and the right said crowds were coming and giving out of their wealth giving the, the mega bucks giving all the bit and she could have compared herself and thought oh no i I can't I I'm not I shouldn't be here and she could have stepped away but instead actually even in that she kept a soft heart attitude and she didn't do that she still came and she got stuck in it's so easy us to care I always have this phrase you know comparison kills joy comparison is a killer of joy in fact whenever I feel the most like depressed or sad about my life is because I'm comparing myself to someone else to what others have and what I don't have she didn't do that and that was good. That helped her to keep her heart soft. So let's not do that either. And secondly, then it says, so out of her poverty, she put in, she put in, she still gave, she still took action. And like I said, you know, this isn't just about finances, but, you know, about all that we are to God our whole life. She could have so easily let the things of this world distract her. 
Um, she could have, you know, the kind of these uh, pharisaical um, teachers of the law, these people who are all about the show. Everyone knows, everyone knows this. They knew that they were corrupt. They're all about, they didn't have a heart to serve or love others. They, you know, we heard already they devour widows' houses. They take from the poor. They, they're not caring. And it's all about the seats and the prominence and the lengthy prayers and all the external stuff. She could have let that distract her and think, oh, well, I'm not getting involved because of that. Or she could have let the crowds put her off because they're doing so much more than her and comparing. But she doesn't. She still puts in. She still gives. She still took action. She still got involved. You know, sometimes in times of difficulty or distress or distraction or when things of life are going on, all the things are, that crowd in on it, it can be easy for us to take a step back. And I think this widow, she shows, actually, no, you, we can still play our part. We can still t- step into the purposes of God. Someone recently uh, shared with me how um, wherever a plant is planted or potted, it, it blossoms and we, you might feel that you found yourself in a situation that is different to what you hoped for. You're hoping that you'd be in one place, but you're, you end up somewhere else. Or you were hoping that you'd be further along in your journey, but you're not as far. You might have hoped all these different things. What's a real great encouragement about that picture is that, you know what, wherever God has placed you and put you, you can know his blessing, his abundance, his flourishing. Wherever a plant is potted it blossoms let's be blossoming plants let's trust god for where he's put us right now and uh, and serve him and, and, and follow him as best we can so out of her poverty she put in lastly everything that she had she was all in she considered her whole life belonging to God. The question that probably the, these, the, the opposite side, the hard-hearted have is, what's the minimum I can do? What's the least I can get away with? What's, what's kind of, they might have compared themselves to other people. What are they doing? Okay, well, that's, a, that's probably about a respectable kind of a, amount to put in. I'll do that. Um, and she has a completely different attitude. Her attitude is, Lord, it's all yours, everything. Everything I have, even the little I have, it's all yours anyway. And here it is. I want to bless you. I want to serve you. You know, Jesus, he knows our hearts. He, he sits there. He, he, there's a bit of an accountability in there, isn't there? As he, as he looks and he watches people coming and giving what they have, putting in. There, there is an accountability there. Oh, I'm not sure I really want Jesus to be looking at me, but he is. He is looking in. He knows our hearts. He knows what we're feeling. He knows our motives and our motivations. And he knows what we give. He knows what we put in with our attitude. There is accountability. He's watching. He knows. And he also, he notices and he cares. He understands what we can and what we can't bring. And he never asks anyone to give or to do more than what they have. You know, he's not asking you, he's not kind of saying to you, right, you need to go and get your job so that you can then get involved. No, wherever you are, you can blossom. Wherever you are, you can get stuck in. Wherever you are, you can know God's blessing and abundance in your life he understands what we can and can't bring in you know prince charming he found out in the end who cinderella cinderella was what happened to her what her status was in society and yet he pursued her anyway he loved her just like prince charming god pursues us and he loves us but obviously the analogy does break down because cinderella is kind of depicted throughout the story and the films as a perfect bride, as someone who's never done anything wrong, 
And what is amazing about Jesus is that he knows that we're not perfect. He knows that your leaders aren't perfect. We all know that. And he knows what we are like, and yet he pursues us anyway. In Romans 5, verse 8, it says, God demonstrates his love for us in this, that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. It was in our mess, in the mud, in the mire. It was when we, it was in our sinful state that God sent his son Jesus to this earth to make a way to reconcile us between ourselves and our heavenly father and one another he brought his kingdom of peace and goodness and joy and life from heaven to earth he gave up everything so that we might know a wonderful relationship with our father that we might know forgiveness and love and joy and redemption and mercy and compassion and and peace and he's calling us in the midst of all the stuff of life and abroad and at home to give our hearts to him to trust him to know that he's never going to leave us or forsake us that he is the one that in the midst of all everything that's going on he bring he is a better king he brings a better kingdom and he's ruled by a better covenant isn't it amazing that when jesus returns that we will know no more pain suffering hurt brokenness or death or disease he is a good father a good shepherd and we can trust him and be obedient to him and even in the midst of all that we're going through even in the lack of what we might have we can we can love him and give to him and serve him step into him we can offer all our lives everything we have to him and so there we go i asked i started this question at the beginning how is your heart towards the lord how's your heart towards him is it soft is it hard how are you doing it just stepping into him trusting in his plans and his purposes seeking the kingdom first and then everything else will come let's let's pray heavenly father i just want to thank you so much for for this this comparison that we get revealed lord we just remember that whatever we see on the outside whatever we see on the external surfaces lord god actually we know that you look at the heart that you look at our heart motives attitudes our mind how we think how we feel Lord, and thank you, thank you that you love us anyway. Thank you that even in that, you still came from heaven to earth to die for us. And I just pray now for every single member of our church, every single person, Lord, that's connected to us. I pray, Lord, would you help us to have soft hearts? Would you help us to trust you, to be obedient to you? Lord, even in the midst of all the things that are going on in life, I pray, would you help us to still step into your plans and your purposes to what you've called us to? Help us, Lord God, to... Uh, see this this woman as an example to us of all the all the things that go on in life lord i pray help us lord to still to to trust you to give our all to you and to, to be obedient to all that you've called us to help us to to blossom in the place and in the situations that you've planted us in help us to know your goodness and your hand on our lives in these days in your heavenly name amen amen cool well See you all soon and have a great uh, discussion at Life Groups this week. God bless. Thanks for listening. We meet on Sundays at 10am at the Royal Grammar School in Guildford. We look forward to seeing you.